What up, what up, Beef Nation? Welcome back to the pod. This is the boys expressing emotions and feelings. Gassed up shoddy, said I need like 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Beef Nation? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the boys expressing emotions and feelings. I'm McPherson, and as always, I got Jack Inicamp. I want to give a shout out to the Lady Hokies basketball team. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, number one seed. I got Sean Dybul, another number one seed. Gokies. And I got uh, Matt Nicholson, a.k.a. Stevie Nicks. What's up, cuties? Okay, guys, for this week's uh, grounding technique, um, if you're ever feeling anxious or whatnot, a good grounding technique to use is to picture someone you love. Studies show that that'll bring you back in the moment, and it's a really good way to reset your mood. For example, whenever I get stressed, I like to picture my mom. Um, I thought you were going to say Timothy Chalamet. Mm, Paul Meskel. What's up? Uh, no, yeah, I picture my mom. She just always knows the right. She calls me out on my shit. So, like, I try to envision. God damn it. I try to envision uh, what she would say to me in that situation. That always calms me down. She's a very good voice of reason. Um, her and my dad, it's, like, interchangeable, really. So, you know, try to picture someone you love, Sean. Uh, yeah, I, I've never done that before in times of being stressed, but I feel like it makes sense to me why I would bring you back. Uh, I guess I'll just hop on the train with you. Like mom would probably be my mom. She's always kind of like been my rock. Um, someone I can like go to, like if I'm like overwhelmed, especially like, obviously everyone knows I'm moving and that's been like a lot of emotions or like ups and downs. And I've kind of just been able to call her whenever and just be like, just like let my thoughts get out. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like you just need to like say what's going on in your head. So, and she's great at letting me just be able just to do that and just clear my brain. So yeah, I would say my mom as well. Yeah. I've talked about my mom a lot as well. So I clearly get that. Um, but not to say the same one, but I've been really recently appreciating the relationship I have with my sister. Um, realizing kind of that like this is an awesome time like we're both in our 20s we both live like in the same area um like saturday night uh me and jack went to the saint patty's day bar crawl in dc and then we went out to another bar randomly ran into my sister i had no idea she was going to be there but it was fucking awesome to see my sister and had a great time um her birthday was recently and i was really just reflecting about how like she's honestly been a great role model for me you know, like she's done everything the the right way, you know, so on. So, and it's just been, she's been awesome and a great sister. So that's someone I like to think about. Yeah, me too. Specifically for myself though, I like to uh, think of um, very particular memories that I have with these people that I love. So it's like a memory I shared with my brother or for instance, the first time we sat down in the podcast studio together, you know, that helps me think of happier times when that, you know, life yeah, kind it's of all gone downhill since then, know, right? <laughs> it was just an idea then we didn't you get all the backlash and whatnot, but yeah, no, I think of, you know, just good memories with the people that I love. Cause then it kind of brings me back to reality knowing that this has already happened. So enjoy it. But yeah, my loved ones, my cat too. He's the dog. So it's hard not to be happy whenever I picture him in my head. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that technique. I think it's yeah, a good one. So it's simple too. You know, mm-hmm. like you don't need any extra accessories or resources to do it. You can just find thirty seconds to close your eyes and breathe. Yeah, and it's good to picture someone you love because, you know, maybe you're stressed because you think you did something bad. Um, so picture someone you love because you know that they won't. Yeah, they might agree that they'll call you out that you did something bad, but you know that they'll love you unconditionally. And they see you for who you are. And that is a good person. So, yeah, it's a great one. I like uh, Jack's little thing, picking a moment as well to make it just to hope the time pass a little bit better, too. Yeah. I know with Sean leaving, I'm going to be picturing him a lot more Mm -hmm. when I'm anxious because I won't get to see his cute face all the time. We'll be sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, greener pastures, you know. Speaking of green, (laughs) St. Patrick's Day. Around the corner. Yeah. So St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Um, is there a reason people celebrate St. Patrick's Day other than to drink? I don't know. What's the... Is you're Irish, Sean? Does anyone know? I'm Irish. What the... I'm in partly Irish. Same. Yeah, I'm Irish Boom. as well. 
I'm probably Irish too. <laughs> you want I don't a know. Irish does anyone know the history of like St. Patrick's Day? No, I feel like we probably should have done something. <laughs> you say, well, no, no, no. Yeah, we learned about this in school. St. Patrick was a, a shepherd. Yes, in and Ireland. He would. Uh, he would pick something with gold coins. He would. No, no. no he would. No. He and would leprechauns. Pick, he would pick the. Yep. He would pick the three clothes. <laughs> in the, Notre Dame. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he would pick the clovers to explain the Holy Trinity. Of, and I'm not a religious person, but. I, I know these things. Um, he would pick the uh, the clover off the ground and he would say, he would use it to explain the Holy Trinity, like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, so I think that's how it originated. But just like everything that Americans do, it's just another excuse to get blitzed, blitzed, sauteed, if you will. Um, and it's fun. I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. But when, is Easter going to be the holiday where we're getting absolutely <laughs> blacked out in the name of the, the Lord? In the name bro. of the Lord, yeah, off the communion, communion line, one, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. The one issue I have is why do you celebrate the weekend before? Like St. Patrick's Day is on a Friday, but we went. It's true. We went on a bar crawl this last weekend. Chicago dyed the river green this last weekend. Like, I know they did that last year. Like, too. I feel they did like a week early. It's more enjoyable to do it on like. The, the day, the day, or the weekend of it, kind and of play it up a little bit more. And now, I get it if it was like a Wednesday. What do you do? Like that's just kind of like you're not going to like celebrate on a Wednesday. Yeah. Like our senior year, it was on a Wednesday, and we did, and we, we did. did but that was, was the, the weird year. spring break rules. Yeah, so that was the spring break <laughs> day we got. So whoever the wellness is. The deans or whatever at Virginia Tech that picked that shout out to you because I was sick. But <laughs> it was like the middle uh, of COVID. And we just like yeah. raged, and it was insane. No, but, just let them get hammered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, why? Why is it on a? Fr- I totally get like get what you're saying. Like it's on a Friday this year. It's like literally perfect. Or do something that Saturday. Why is it the week prior? Makes no sense. I feel like you just don't. Get yeah, it. you don't. It's not gonna be as hype now. People are gonna be like, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. We celebrated that already. Let's just brush it over. What's the point of not celebrating if it's going to be on a different day? So, do you guys enjoy St. Patrick's Day? Love it. I used to love it in school too when you get to make like the little leprechaun traps. Yes. And you would show up and like leprechaun traps. You, you never did, did this? Was big in kindergarten. Yeah, it's huge. And you would make these like leprechaun traps out of shoe boxes. And then your teachers would go around with like these, get these little booties and green paint and then put it all over the room. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. They took everything and <laughs> did you leave teacher- like little treats. Yeah. So, my teachers. We would make a leprechaun trap and then we go have recess and we come back in and the desks would all be flipped and stuff. And I'll be like, oh my God, it was here. (laughs) (laughs) And we'd all look in our boxes and we'd be like, what the fuck? Where is it? And then my teacher be like, I saw him. He like just he might still around. be in here. Yeah, yeah, he's tiny. He was flipping up all the desks. And I was like, no, why during recess? It's like, why couldn't I have been here for <laughs> We need more like innocent innocence in how we celebrate yeah. holidays now. Like, That's probably why people was like that. I wish I grew up during Elf on the Shelf days. I would have believed that thing so yeah. hard. Like, I would have been like, the Elf did that? Like, I would have <laughs> fallen for it so Honestly, hard. It's so probably fun. why people do uh, like to get drunk on St. Patrick's Day because it traumatizes them that they never found the leprechaun mm. and like all the deaths were flipped up. They're like, if... When I get older, I'm getting blacked out, so I don't have to worry about. When this you guys, stuff. this might be out of pocket, but did you when you like thought of a leprechaun? Did you picture like a miniature, like teacup sized person, or a midget? Oh, no, like a tiny person. No, I I pictured a midget. I, <laughs> I wouldn't describe it as a midget, but I think I can you say midget? Yeah, yeah I pictured a short person. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Cut what I said before. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't picture a. A short person, but I picture someone of that size, like the leprechaun. Yeah, I don't imagine like someone like three inches. No, yeah, I always picture someone. If you could see what I'm doing with my fingers, I'm literally just maybe doing like Dude, an that's inch. Massive, like, yeah. Yeah. That's massive. Like huge, huge, Yeah, no, that's like almost too. I don't. That's too big to believe. Yeah, I always picture someone really tiny, and then I always thought it looked like basically what um the Fighting Irish. No, who's the Rocky? No. Yeah, Notre Dame. UFC guy. Uh, oh, Conor McGregor. Yeah, Conor McGregor. <laughs> Basically what he looks like. And he's insane. He's like, ah! I always thought, I like I always thought leprechauns would do that. I like to apologize. To absolutely fucking nobody. For absolutely fucking nobody. Yeah. I don't think it, I've ever thought. I don't think I've ever thought leprechauns were like, 
good people. You know? In yeah, my, they're like I about all they're, heads. They come in and steal things yeah. and they just cause a ruckus. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Do you, if I was a head, like, it'd be St. Patrick's Day, be like, it's my fucking day, dog. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, like, well, like in college. It's my yeah. fucking day. Yeah, now that it's what it's turned into. Yeah. In college, our uh, St. Patrick's Day always landed on a Founders Day for us, which is, this is something that sounds so douchey, but our fraternity, we had a Founders Day for when the fraternity was founded and it was on St. Patrick's Day all the time. I thought it was on March 15th. Which is only two days before. So I mean, it's like the same weekend. Okay, yeah, my bad. Um, Fake brother. Yeah, around around St. Patrick's Day. So all the yeah all the redheads in our fraternity would always dress up super. Uh, like St. Pat- yeah, leprechaun-y. Um, That's and they'd always get pics because you have to, you know. We should start making St. Patrick's Day more about finding a leprechaun because no one's ever found that bastard. Mm-mm. And maybe that's his big agenda with St. Patrick's Day. When you were younger and you saw a rainbow, did you ever like chase after <laughs> it? Like, oh my God, mom, step on it. <laughs> Get to the end of that bitch. We're going to be rich. We don't need to worry about any of this ever again. Yeah. Oh, that is something that I totally did believe. There's a pot well, of gold at the yeah. end of the rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, is that someone's just going to stumble upon this? These things just make sense when you're younger. Yeah, right. Now yeah. it doesn't make sense. Now it's just an ex- like I get anxiety whenever I see St. Patrick's Day on my calendar because I'm like, oh God, I have to find a green article of clothing. Yeah. I don't know any green. See, I've never understood why people are you don't have anything green. I, I have I just steal stuff from my dad. I don't look good in green. Maybe you're the leprechaun. I was gonna say, do you need help? Make sure you're wearing green. Because I'm colorblind. Yeah. Yeah. It, we got you. I I don't know. I've always had like something green. It's because you're Irish, bro. Well, you're also an Eagles fan, so that helps. That's true. That actually is a good one. And but, um, like I like I literally, if I was didn't have anything, I was like gonna hit you. I'd be like, hey, do you by chance have an Eagles jersey I can wear for St. Patty's Day? But I, my dad had some clothes. Why but, would you wear that? Yeah, I also feel like as a I, kid, it was Celtic a huge jersey. Like, oh my goodness, else. I have to wear green so I don't get pinched at school for the next eight hours. But now. If you see someone not in green, you're not going to like, pin, like nothing's going to happen. Uh, I don't a- know about you. I would jump them with my entire crew. <laughs> <laughs> Your entourage. Yeah. The motherfuckers that were in green. <laughs> don't you know what St. Patrick's, St. Patrick did? Yeah. God. No, when me and Jack were out this bar crawl, sometimes I look at people like, did you even fucking know it was St. Patrick's day? Like they're just in normal ass clothes. That's what I mean. Piss me off. I would say most people are to theme though. It's way more fun to embrace a theme, a holiday, yeah, like the yeah. holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, definitely looking forward to drinking some Guinness. Mm, oh, green beer, yeah, yes. green beer. I I want to pour. I watched some like TikTok. It takes like two minutes to it's do difficult. to pour the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to pour what the right way? A Guinness. A Guinness. How are you supposed to pour a Guinness? I you have to like let it settle it yeah. and then pour half of it. You ever seen him do it at O'Sullivan's? Mm. No. You no. Watch him do it. At, yeah, O'Sullivan's. They do it the right way. Yeah. Word. Should we uh, get into the wheel? Yeah, let's get into the wheel. Um, today we are working with uh, only four topics. You know, a little change of pace, but we got everything, everywhere, all at once. Banger. Get bit by an animal and assume its powers. Uh, your relationship with your parents, and let's be bros. Everyone's favorite segment. Can I get a spin that wheel from the Beef Boys? Spin, spin that, that wheel. wheel. What? Spin that wheel. What? Hey. Whoa. Something Matt, on a dime. What everything, everywhere, all at once, Let's bro. Go. Had a great week in the Oscars. Um, I've been hearing about it left and right since it came out and finally got the chance to watch it. It was awesome. It's honestly, for me, definitely my top 10 movies of all time. I was thinking about this. Is it in my top five yet? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's definitely top 10. Yeah, it's it's insane how good it is. And the title is so fitting. Yeah, I walked in having no idea what to expect, and I was floored. Yeah, and they did it so well. Like the the uh, the comedy is uh, described as like absurdist because it is. It's so it's pretty funny. Though. Yeah, it's so outlandish, but they do it so well. So for a movie to be, I cried watching it. Um, to for a movie to be sad but also hilarious at the same time, and just have so much weight to me is like a perfect movie. Had action. Action. Um, the performances were awesome. Um, Michelle Yeoh, uh, she won the be- uh, Best Leading Actress, First Asian Woman to do that, which is awesome. Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actress. And uh, 
The daughter was nominated. I don't know her name, so I'm sorry, but she was nominated in that category too. Didn't um, she win? Hey, it's okay. No, Jamie Lee Curtis won. So two people from so two same. people from that movie were both nominated. Yeah, and only one person can win. Oh, the lead. No, the daughter in the movie. She right. she was nominated for best supporting actress, but she okay. lost to Jamie Lee Curtis, who was also in that movie. What, what okay. she was the uh, the tax person, the IRS. Oh, lady. Yeah, the IRS oh lady okay. I don't okay. think she did a better job than. Because I saw that they won the trifecta and yeah, they won best original screenplay, best picture, and best director. And didn't they also win best supporting or best lead actress, best supporting actress, best supporting actor? Yeah, yeah, they did. So I was yeah, I was gonna get into that best supporting actor, Kihi Kwan. I hope I'm saying that right. What a freaking story! Yeah. To did you see the picture of him and Harrison Ford? Yeah, and then how was the they got superimposed it with them in uh, Indiana Jones? Indiana yeah. Jones. If you don't know who Kiki Kwan is, um, he was in the Goonies. Uh, he's Data, and then he was also in the second Indiana Jones, which is technically the first because it is a prequel. I feel like a lot of people don't know that. Um, and his name is Short Round or Short Stuff, Short Round, something like that. He had not acted up until that point, and then because he thought Hollywood was done with him, he was doing stunt stuff, other things. And then his castmate from the Goonies, Jeff Cohen, who is Chunk, uh, the you know, people Chunk say is, I look like him or like a younger version. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's uh, he was he's a he became a lawyer, and so he finalized the deal to get him into everything everywhere all at once. So he basically got, not basically got him the role, but like really helped him get the role. And the fact that he did so well in it after not acting for so long and winning an Oscar and his performance was so good. He has this line in this movie where I'm not going to spoil this movie, but um, if you haven't seen it, it's been out forever. Uh, he says, him and his wife, they do lawn. They have a, own a laundromat, and uh, and it's a multiverse movie. So she hops into other versions of her life. In one version, she's not married to him, and uh, she becomes a successful movie actress. And then she sees him, and they're talking, and uh, she's saying how horrible their life would have been if they actually did end up together. And then he says, "In another life, I really would have loved just doing taxes and laundry with you." And that hit me so hard. Um, Cause that's such a beautiful line. And that really like just summed up the whole movie for me. It's just to have someone you love and to be with somebody and when nothing seems to matter, then everything does. And that's what I really liked about the movie. Um, the relationship with the daughter. I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It was so beautiful. If you haven't seen it, it's just amazing. You should watch it. Sorry. I ranted. No, it was, that was no need to apologize for that. It was cool. And I think just something to add on to what you said, because I agree with everything you did, you did just say. Um, I feel like no matter what you're going through in your life in that moment, the movie, you can identify with something going on in the movie and something like hits you and like you connect with. It makes you think about your life, right? Like I had, I guess like nothing crazy going on entering that, but like entering us watching the movie, but it made me just think back to like things that happened the day before, week before, month before, year before, and just, I don't know, make me rethink parts of my life and just simplify a lot of things, which I think uh, to everything that McPherson just said also made that movie so special. Yeah. I think for me, something that I, I don't want to say something that happens to me often is I feel like I get deja vu a lot, like almost every day at least. And that movie I think kind of encapsulated how I feel. Like I feel like instances in my life, like there's different versions of me, but I'm still present in this version. I can do things how I want to, but at the end of the day, the decisions I make don't just impact myself. They impact so many different things and every, everything's connected. And again, I can't really describe it without giving away the movie, but I felt very heard as you know, like I feel like everyone can take something out of that and maybe it wasn't made to, tell a specific story, but I think if you were to watch it, no matter what's going on in your life, the happiest person, saddest person, you'll walk away feeling like, all right, my problems in the grand scheme of things aren't that great. Like I have a lot going for me. It could always be worse. So I would, yeah, hands down one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, it's extremely well written as well. I think one of the hardest things to do in a movie is you see so many movies fail at it is try to tell like a really elaborate storyline. Yeah. 
And while in the period of the time in the movie, it only what happened takes place like eight hours in the whole movie. Yeah, like ten one, hours, like one day basically. Yeah, a day. Mm-hmm. And I've seen so many movies do that, and like the Star Wars Episode Eight, that that oh. whole that whole movie is one day. That movie fucking sucks. <laughs> Awful. It's so fucking atrocious. Ugh, it's so bad. It's just not. It, it's just. I don't know. Like, it, yeah, I don't want to get into that, but it just to feel like so much happens and not to blow too much of it away, but she's going through her own reality while jumping into different realities. And she has like, but the, it's very well written. So you never, you never feel lost. And yeah. I thought about sitting down as a writer and just on a computer and going like having this vision in your head and trying to type that out yeah, and make it like dialogue in a screenplay. Genius. Absolutely. How he was able to put, what he thought in his head on the paper, the Daniels, yeah, onto paper and then, um, onto the movie screen and make it very well. It was just beautifully done. It was a great movie. Yeah, and the movie, it really takes you on the journey because at one point, it really feels like nothing matters. I don't know if you guys felt like that, but at one point, I was like, oh, this this movie is basically telling me nothing matters. You know. And I was like, damn, my whole life doesn't matter. But then it like flips it like so well how it does that. Like, yeah, there's like other versions of you. But you are in this version. And so it's your responsibility to live that life to the best of your ability, even if your circumstances, yeah, aren't what you want them to be. And life is beautiful no matter what. Because she had, sorry. No, I'm sorry. She had had one life where... Seemingly, she was a successful movie star, which in all, a bunch of people's eyes would be like, oh my God, that's like the perfect life. And then her, the main character, her version, they described it as the worst possible version of her life. But she just, but she's there and she loves that life. And I don't know. That's just so. And it just shows that you're going to have decisions in life, right? Where you don't know what, which way you want to go. Mm-hmm. And you might always look back and wonder, damn, what if I went with the other path? But if you went with the path that you didn't pick, you'd probably be thinking the same thing just flipped right in your real reality. It just shows like there really isn't a right answer. Just pick one and just go all in on that and just enjoy it. Cause you're going to have the same, like what if thoughts the other way too. I took that in it. Yeah, Definitely. 10 out of 10 movie. What a freaking bang. You should, we could watch the movie. Forever. You got to watch didn't, We didn't really, we honestly did a really good job not spoiling anything. Just watch the movie. It's incredible. What I took away is there's a reality where Sean actually moves to Atlanta. Like, right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> crazy yeah. reality. Crazy. But, <laughs> and also, so, real. I feel like a lot of us have different tastes in movies. Mm-hmm. And the fact that all of us are like, like for me, it's probably a top fifteen movie. It might even be top ten. It's like all of us are like, I have to watch this has again. to be a it's top. Really appreciated. It it's again. like obviously they're up there for all of us in all time movies. You should totally go watch it. Boom! Amazing. All right, let's spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. Wait, how does uh, Cardi do it? Cardi B. Oh, 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 All right, let's do this. Yeah, I said like. We were at the Shamrock crawl, whatever it did, you know, just things that the bros do. Yeah, and I was just vibing with my homies in the corner. Yeah. And some bird comes up to me. He's like, hey. Oh, dude, and I'm like, actually crazy. I'm like, what's up? Oh, dude, she and wanted it, bro. Yeah. Dude. Did you hear how she said, hey? She was like, hey, that's at least two wise. Yeah. One, three wise, though. Probably. Um, and I'll, she was like, I don't know. Dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> are you on the beef? And I was like, frick, yeah, I'm on the beef. She brought the pod. She brought the pod. The like, pod. How do you know? You're serious. Dude. How do you know the beef? And she's like, you guys are just really hot. How would I not know you? Did she said that, dude? That's pretty cool. Did she say you were the hottest guy in the room? I mean, it's probably a given whenever I walk in a room anyway. I don't think I was there, right? Yeah, yeah you weren't no. there anyway. So. <laughs> when we're all in the same room, it's like honestly a risk for the building structural integrity because it just might spontaneously combust into flames. Dude, you're well, so I've actually around. heard like, like it can get so wet that the floors are going to drop. Oh, just, uh, yeah. 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 But they got to put up uh, 
caution slippery floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I carry that. Back. I carry that around with me wherever I yeah. go. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah, it's smart. It, yeah, safety, dude. Yeah, safety, every, first. safety first. Bro. Every bar I go to just turns to SeaWorld, dog. <laughs> De- oh, dude, <laughs> just, hey, just want to say, don't fuck with SeaWorld, dude. Yeah, let those fishies swim. They're all just trying to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Finding Nemo documentary. <laughs> Guys, also, by the way, before I got here, it's playing Snap with the Remy's. What up, guys? Dude, what beer were you drinking tonight? Dude, I wasn't. I'm actually trying to take a little time off on the alcohol. It's very respectable. Dude, dude. Oh, I did. <laughs> dude, I was like, are you back on the cloth no, again? Dude, you're drinking cloth. Yeah, dude. But anyways, dude, first game of four, dubbed it 4 I did. <laughs> Freaking crazy. Next game, switch teams. Guess what? Naked Lab, dude. Oh. <laughs> Did you go naked lap? Dude, I got naked lap. Oh, did you like who's your partner? He's my partner, dude. The vibe king himself. Oh, oh dude. Dude, Andrew sometimes dude, don't say his name. Dude, <laughs> no, don't say his uh, name. Sometimes <laughs> when I play Snapper, I'd like to get uh naked lap on purpose to assert my dominance yeah, by yeah, hanging yeah. dong on everybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. What you I know, do sometimes like I'm the man in the room. Yeah. What I do when I get naked lap, dude, is like <laughs> I like to drag my ass across the floor like I'm a dog. <laughs> <laughs> just to uh you know get my smell out there dude no wait the so, pheromones dude breath i blanking on the word but what's the thing where you stick your dick in your balls and you bend over uh that's what i man shining <laughs> right no, so there's another. i thought it was i thought it was sun shining whatever dude but that's what i do dude that's what you do bro <laughs> yeah damn and sometimes turtle head poking out from behind yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. dude no way bro. it's a big turtle head all right yeah but on the real though dude sean really gonna miss you when you move to atlanta dude or like are you stoked or are you like gonna miss the homies dude like what's up i mean my boys are my boys. Oh, so, yes. You know, but uh, do, do, do the handshake, bro. Do the handshake, bro. Handshake, bro. Oh. <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> but not, nah, dude. I mean, it's gonna be cool. Like, it's gonna be. Like, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sorry for a good time and. It's hot Atlanta, so are you most you know, excited? Like, how uh, you have a bitch for the first night or like the second night? You think, dude? Probably don't call them bitches. They're bro. Be respectful. They're babes. Are, are you? Are you most have a babe like night zero, dude? I don't even need a. I don't even need the first night. That's so true. That's, that's so true. true. <laughs> for the, little matinee action, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, as soon as I as soon as I pull in the U-Haul, like they're just gonna flock. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the shoot around before the game, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's like yeah. Gotta get my reps up. Yeah, yeah I just pack a couple little uppers and. Straight. Do we all get our upper deck of Zinachines in right now? <laughs> dude. Trying, trying to fit for the boys, dude. <laughs> but what we were saying about everything everywhere all at once, dude. What a freaking movie. Downside, no tits. Like dude, in there, like <laughs> there's a severe lack of titties, but there's this giant gaping bagel. And it, if dude. you squint enough, it looks like a butthole. Yeah, it does look oddly enough like a beehole. It kind of looks like my boy Chet's butthole. Like, dude, you know Chet? Dude, you know Chet? Chet from Southampton? Chet? No. Yeah. No, nah, wrong Chet, but dude, that's what's up, dude. <laughs> Wait, so I was thinking about it. If you had to rate. Yeah, let me hear it. Butthole, vagina, boobies. Where you where you where you rating them? I'm more of a face guy. Nice. No, no, no. There's something beautiful about the way a woman's Wait, face my is bad. Just sculpted. I forgot to put in personality. Yeah. Last oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, like I view a woman as something that an artist created when he was sculpting, and it's just every woman's got their own beauty, you know? The edges, you know, the curves. I'm all about the artistic interests you know what i'm saying and so when i look at a woman i'm not looking at her for her like like am i sexually attracted to her i'm just looking at her for like oh my god you're absolute work of art and like that's why you don't I, talk to them bro right that's why yeah i just admire from afar like <laughs> when you go to museums you don't talk you keep your voice low okay? you keep your fucking distance you keep no black photography yeah all right i I adhere to COVID guidelines and I stand by that. All right. That's why I don't get near women or speak to them. All right. And it's a really noble choice because not everyone can do it. You know, you know, like if we, we walk in the room and it's just, all right, I've got to fight that urge, dude. I respect you as a man for doing that. Checking the high road. Thanks, bro. Speaking of high road. (laughs) 
<laughs> what time is it? Don't matter. It's 420 somewhere, bro. <laughs> That's what my dad told me. <laughs> Let's talk about the month April 20. April 2020, we really got cucked because of COVID, bro. Dude, it would have been a whole month we, before though, 2020. Like, yeah, it offered a new opportunity to really hash out new ways to smoke the weed. Like, I was so alone. Mask. Yeah, I was so <laughs> alone. And I was like, dude, if I don't smoke in different ways, because I don't have my boys with me, I'm going to get so, like, I'm going to lose my mind. So what I did is I crafted a water tube, right? It's taking a bath, you know, because relaxation, I'm all about it. I uh-huh. had a bath bomb in there, dude. So I went underwater, right? And I grabbed my Brita filter because, you know, I like to get water that's clean. And I stuck it on my head and I just <laughs> smoked underwater. I felt like an underwater sea snake, if that makes any sense. Because if you didn't know, sea snakes, they... They can. Uh, no, breathe. I, no, it sounds more like a sea dragon, though. To yeah, me. that's true. But like sea snakes, like if you didn't know, they can breathe on the water for like up to forty hours, and they're low key cheating because yes, they have lungs, but like they can breathe through their skin, and that's what I was trying to like adhere to in the amphibian waters. You know, once I'm in water, I'm not uh, uh, adhering to the you know the laws of the world. You know, Dude. I'm in. I'm in the opposite land. True, true. I yeah. love getting high and pretending to be animals, bro. Oh, like sometimes I'll just go run around in my backyard on all fours, pretending I'm a unicorn, like dude. just prancing, dude. Because yeah, I, why not? You know what I heard the other day, bros? Five different lineages of animals have became crabs. So are we all just supposed to be fucking crabs, dog? I would never Whoa. fuck crabs, dude. Bro. That's so that's weird. Really my boy what? Derek had crabs the other week. Dude. I said, hey, you gotta go get that checked out, bro. Dude, is that why people get them? Dude, I dude, think so. During COVID, though. Was it harder for you guys to get weed? Like, I felt like I didn't get to see my my plug as often because, like, COVID. So I went to him. I was like, dude, I can't just get one weed this time because I'm not going to see as often. I got to get, like, three or four weed. Oh, my weed. God, dude, that's yeah. so right. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. give weed. me four weed. Uh-huh. I, know it's, I know it's a lot. So you got four weed? I got four weed. Dude, you want to know what the biggest issue for me, for me was? Like, I, no, 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 four. When, uh, four whenever four. I... I, I picked s- up from Quattro though. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Whenever I see my plug, like we always do the like dap with the money in the one hand and the weed in the other hand, right? But with COVID, Can't do we that. couldn't touch each other. So like him and I were sitting there for 45 minutes trying to figure out how to give it to each other. And we just like, we're at an impasse, bro. And it was so well, difficult dude, I almost to deal called with. Then, yeah. I was like, dude, 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 I pick up I weed. Like, yeah, Falky, <laughs> you didn't put anything on here for the bros. This is just for normal people. But then you called me like after that interaction you had with your plug and you're like, if that never happened, I wouldn't have gotten to know him. So, like, I'm kind of, like, thankful for the whole COVID interaction because usually I just get weed from him and I bounce. But I actually got to talk to him for 45 minutes, see him one-on-one for the person he actually was. And that's why I'm mad respect you, dog. Dude, dude you I like your pineapple express moment. But, dude, yeah. your plug. dude that, but yeah, that's dude. my issue with, Cro- with Quattro, bro. I'll go, I just want to go get my one or two weed and Quattro trying to tell me about his whole fucking life story. Like Quattro, I'm just trying to you, go. You didn't like Quattro? You didn't like Quattro, dude? But dude, you know, just like, a man. maybe he was dealing with some loneliness issues and he yeah, just wanted dude. to have a buddy. Yeah, dude. Well, you Quattro, really Maybe he's trying to express his emotions and feelings, yeah. dude. Well, I, I told Quattro to listen to the pod, all right? Dude. This was before the pod. <laughs> before the pod, dude, we were not even friends during COVID, dude. dude. Honestly, dude, <laughs> I just want to tell you that I love you guys. <laughs> Bro. You're my boys for life. And I don't think... If we're not wearing matching vans to my wedding, Dude. the checkered ones, <laughs> we did something wrong. Love you, boys. Yeah, love you, you too, bro. Australian right. there. Should we spin that wheel one more time? Yeah, let's rip it. On mass. Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. Ay, ay. How your relationship with your parents has changed since you've been a wee lad into no longer a wee lad? This is a good change of pace after all of us. We're being douchebags. Is that like a is that a bad word? Douchebag? Yeah. Oh, because of like douches? Yeah. Um, no. One day. If I got called a douchebag, it would definitely hurt. It would hurt. No, 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 no. No, like for sure. And like obviously like, you wouldn't say it like around like your grandma, like at work or something, but like I feel I say like it, it's I feel like it's different than like cussing. I say it around my uh my parents. Which I wouldn't have said when I was younger. So I guess that's how a little bit how my relationship mm. has changed. Like I called Ooh. Tiger Woods the other day a douchebag because of the way he broke up with his girlfriend. That was, was so childish. 
Um, Alleg- uh, I don't know if that's what would actually happen, but if he did, I could totally Allegedly see it Allegedly, like what we read, yeah, yeah, for sure. I could totally but see anyway, it Anyway, sorry, I got us off track. You're good. Um, I guess how my relationship with my parents has changed. Yeah, I grew up basically fearing my parents to a certain extent. Um, I, I remember whenever my mom would come home, I get for some reason i would just get super nervous if i heard her like walking up the steps my heart would start racing even if i did nothing wrong um and i don't know know why really um but then as i've gotten older and as more recently since i've moved out of my house um i've seen my parents at least twice a week now still um and every time i go i i give my my mom like like a 10 second hug and I, I like to squeeze her tight because I don't know. I just miss them so much. Um, cause they're really now I view them as like, yeah, more like friends. Well, I mean, they're my parents. Sorry to take your line, Jack, but, um, obviously they're my parents and there's that relationship, but I'm older now and I can talk to them about things. They can talk to me about things. And as I get older, I realize, Oh, my parents aren't going to be here forever. So every time I go, I like to, I always try to make sure it's a, we have like a pleasant time together because we don't always see each other. Um, usually things that would have bothered me if I felt like my, my parents were uh, giving me a hard time about something back in the day, I would have reacted very poorly, um, immature, I would say, uh, like, why are you, you, why are you telling me these things? Like, Oh my God, like leave me alone. But now when I, it's more like me just realizing that they're trying to help me out. And so I feel as though that relationship is better. And yeah, I just, yeah, our parents aren't going to be around forever. So it's always a pleasure to see them. And so I guess that's how my relationship has changed. I've, I think I've, as I get older, I just love them more and more and more. If that is even possible, because I love them so much growing up too. Yeah. And I think you and I, we both have three other siblings. We come from, you know, a family of four kids. So we have two older siblings. And I think seeing how, your relationship with them when you're younger, you're like, Oh my God, I got to hold myself to all these standards. Cause not only do I have to look up to my siblings, but I got to make sure my parents are still proud of me. So when I was younger, it was more trying to make them like, look at all these accolades that I have, or look at what I did this. I, you know, I got this grade on my test or I made this sports team. Now I, I'm more concerned. Like you said, I'm just friends with them. Like I don't have an issue telling them, what's going on in my dating life or what's going on with my mental health or just kind of my daily whereabouts. If I'm going to hang out with the boys or if I'm going to grab a couple pints with, you know, a friend, or if I have a date with a nice lady, I think that I would have never been able to approach them with that situation. If I hadn't opened up myself to real conversations rather than like hearing what they have to say, you know, sometimes you think of your parents as just telling you what to do, Mm -hmm. but when they're talking to you, they're asking you to listen and then use that as your own kind of basis for what you want to do next. So I'm fortunate that my parents are very, very emotionally intelligent and like to make sure that their children are doing okay. My dad and I have like rap sessions where we just sit down together and talk about literally anything Spit and bars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We just, you know, freestyle back and forth. <laughs> one of us dropping beats, but yeah, it's, it's, it's therapeutic, not only for me to get that off my chest. Cause sometimes as much as I wear my emotions on my sleeve, it's hard to get it out of me all the time. So if I can talk with my parents, it kind of eases my, not stress or anxiety, but just makes me feel at ease that I have someone who will listen to me and also talk to me. On the reverse side, they they know that we're not always gonna be around to have these conversations. So I think to be able to talk with them and just be friendly, is really good for them because they're more or less their hands are kind of off at this point in our lives. They're just kind of slowly guiding us in the right direction, but the heart, their hard work, I think for the most part has been done. So it's, it's nice to reward them with just being their son or their daughter. And I love them for it. I hope to do that to my kids because I can't imagine not having parents that aren't present at every single moment of my life and every big thing that I go through. So it's awesome. I hope to be the half the parents that they are to my kids. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, I have a great relationship with both my parents and um, my parents are awesome and they're very open. But the way I've been thinking about this and the way I want to approach this is just like the way I view and like the way like I appreciate 
like how I was raised and stuff like that. Like both my parents had very tough childhoods. Both grew up with alcoholic fathers. My Nana had four kids before the age of 22. Um, he was abusive to my Nana. So, you know, both my parents have seen like some very hard shit growing up and didn't grow up with a lot of financial means. And they've worked really, really hard to put themselves in the positions that they are today. And as I've gotten older, it made me realize why my parents would get so mad at me and my sister for different things is because they were just like annoyed at us not like taking advantage of like the opportunities that they've like set up for us. And just as I've gotten older, I've just become so grateful for just like everything that they've done. And like, I would like, if I had their lives, I'd be so happy. You know what I'm trying to say? Like they've, they've done so many amazing things and I'm so grateful to have them. And, um, it makes me like annoyed sometimes when I think about like my 14 year old self that would get like annoyed with them. Pissed off, too, yeah. You know, like, um, they were just trying their fuck. They were just doing their best. They just wanted me and my sister to have the best lives possible. And now I don't really feel it, but part of me does like, I really don't want to fuck up all this hard work that they've done. And I really, I really want to, um, take advantage of all this hard work that they've put in for me and my sister. Cause I don't want to waste it. Like, but I know I won't, but that's, I really do appreciate my parents and everything. No, and I get that though too. Cause I, I think that's the biggest pressure I have on myself. Not that they put it on me, but I think Jack maybe said it. I can't remember, but, um, they did all this hard work, right? Your first like 18, 22, 23 years, like getting you through, like, like raising you right with these values that we now all have. And you don't want to let them down, you know, like they put all this time and effort and energy and yeah, like fiscal or like monetary, whatever money into it. And, uh, you don't let them down. But my relationship with my parents, we've always been really close. Um, like ever since I was a kid, we've always had like a real conversation. And I remember like being at other kids, like dinner tables, or like when you go over and like eat with like your friend's family or like have a sleepover or whatever. And we've always been like a super tight family and like had tough conversations. Like when all the riots and stuff were going on, was that 2020 or 2019? I think it was 2020. 2020. Um, like a lot obviously happened in Richmond and we had like real conversations about it. And I'm so thankful that my family is open and like willing to have those tough conversations and like learn from each other's perspectives. Right. Like I think we all have the same like end, like thoughts on it. Like, wow, like this is a crazy world we live in and it's like sad, like how our society is different, but we're able to like have those conversations. And I feel like a lot of people don't with their family, but I guess I'm getting off track, but with my, no, it's good no, oh, yeah, yeah. with my parents. Um, you always want to feel like you're able to say whatever you want. Yeah. And we can, um, but yeah, it's definitely changed, right? As a kid, like you just look up to them and you think that they know everything, right? And that they're like always in this like perfect, happy relationship. And then you get to like your teenage years, at least I did, and you have other priorities. And I was a total nuisance to them. And I never was. It's like a kid. So I was really distanced from them in high school until like senior year high school. And then we became super close again. And that was really cool, right? So then like have sort of like maybe have a friendship or like call them when you're struggling in college and like be able to do that because not everyone does that with their parents. And now, like, again, I've already talked about it earlier. Like I'll call my mom whenever I'm like overthinking something or even if I'm like have a gap at work and I'm, I'll like call her and be like, how are you doing? Um, just like whenever out of the blue. And I'm so thankful, like she's never annoyed that I just like randomly call her. I'm like, I'm, and like, obviously I've been calling her more lately and I'm like, I'm sorry, I keep calling you. She's like, no, like I like it. And but like, how lucky am I that I can just like call her on a whim or like we have an app that has like everyone's like what they're doing, like a calendar, I guess. And I'll just check if she's like working then. And if she's not, I'll just call her. And like, I'm so lucky I can just do that. And my dad was like my coach as a kid growing up. So he was never like the dick like dad, you know, that like rode your kids. You are, he was never like that, but he expected a lot out of me and definitely expected more out of me than other kids. Right. Cause I was like, he could be harder on his own son than someone else's son. But now we're just friends. Like someone else brought up, like we have the same interests. We do the same stuff. And I just look at him now. It's like, 
a mentor, right? Like he's been super successful, like at work with friends, with family. I feel like he's, and he's like done a lot for us. So I just like, how can I do that for my family? Right. Which is pretty cool to have that relationship. And we've never had like deep conversations. Like my mom and I could talk about anything, but lately my dad and I have had deeper conversations and that's been kind of cool to hit. Like we were driving up to New Jersey at Christmas time and usually we just like listen to music and sing the songs and like talk about sports or betting or like whatever, like the normal, I guess, conversations I have. But, uh, we didn't listen to music at all. We just like talked about like life highs and lows and just like, like real shit. And like, that was really cool. It was like, wow, like the radio didn't even like turn on. Um, which I, again, like, I don't think a lot of people have that relationship with their parents. So that was pretty cool to experience with my dad. That is awesome. I love asking about my parents' life. I love it. It's one of my most like fascinating conversations I can have with them is just like figuring out how they got to where they were and like mm-hmm. different points right. in their lives. And again, as a kid, you just it think makes like, you oh, feel like, it, like oh, yeah. works. Like yeah. they just, every, and then you, I don't know what age it is, but then you realize, oh, like, no, like they went through highs and lows, whether it was like stress at work or fighting with each other or like, wow, like Stevie's being a real pain the last like few weeks. I wonder what's going on. Like they have those things they're dealing with and you don't realize that as a kid. And now you do. And you can ask like, how did you deal with me when I was this? Or how did you deal with that? And it's cool to like, yeah, to your point, ask questions and see how they got through it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a cool, we're at a cool age right now. I think with the relationship that we can have with our parents. Yeah. I think I can speak for all of us when I say that we're very lucky to have the relationship with our parents. I'm just wondering maybe for any listeners out there who aren't super tight with their parents, any recommendations or advice you guys would have to, you know, unlock that next level of relationship or friendship with their parents. Is there anything specifically that you've noticed that works for you and your parents? I think, um, it's a good question, Jack. I don't know. I mean, I I know some people's parents aren't. Some people don't have relationships with their parents because it's their parents' fault. Like their parents aren't good to them or like great people. Um, it definitely takes two people yeah, to make takes, the relationship mm-hmm. like strong. I don't know if you. At least for me. I think as I've gotten older, I've realized being a parent is such a beautiful sacrifice because I I don't, I forget what movie it's, what it's for, this quote is from, but this guy says, your mother told me when you were born, our lives as, as we've known them have stopped and we now just exist as memories for our kids. And I thought that was a, such a beautiful line because, um, yeah, when you're a kid, you're like, you've only known your parents as your parents, Mm -hmm. you know, they had a life before you, but they just exist in your life as your parents. And that's all they were like, that's all they will be. Like, these are my parents. It's almost like they just popped up and they're my parents. You know, you don't think about everything that they had growing up. So if you, try to see the more it's just yeah your parents as truly like people that have evolved grew up you know have cried have gone through the same things as you happy times bad times you know relationships ending you know stuff like that if you view them as someone like don't put them on so much of a pedestal like like they're not gods, you know, they're just human beings. And I think once you realize that you can have a lot of, um, what's the word? Um, like relatability. No. Um, empathy, empathy. Yes. Thank you. Empathy for them. And yeah. And if you ever get annoyed that they're telling you to do something, they're just doing it because they love you and they're thinking back on their experiences and how maybe they wish they would have done their experience differently. And I think all of us, when we have kids, we're going to tell them do it like this, because I wish I would have done it like that. They're only doing it because they love you. Mm. And yeah, just realize your parents aren't going to be here forever and how, how sad that's going to be when they're not. So try to cherish all the moments you have with them. 
Yeah. And even I would say like, go to your way to do things that they like. I think a lot of times parents are more inclined to do what their children like because they're again, always trying to nurture them and spend quality time. But if your mom likes crocheting or sewing, go, you know, sit and talk with her while she does that or learn from her. Like, I think something that I've learned is parents like to teach by doing and showing you things that they've learned throughout the years and saying, Hey, this is what I've picked up on. Here you go. Try it out. See how you can make it your own and do whatever you want with it. So if you're able to get below, like kind of the, again, like you said, the, the societal norm of being a father and a mother, then they're just people and you can take an interest in their hobbies. They're probably going to be a little bit more opened up to the idea of being in, being friends with you. So that's, that's something that I would suggest to anyone who maybe doesn't have a great relationship with their parents or is trying to get back to the point. You got, like McPherson said, we all have our weaknesses, no matter if you're a mom or a dad or a son or a daughter. I think you can maybe bond over that. So it's a beautiful relationship. I think it's only going to get better as we get older and we kind of follow into their footsteps into what they did. And we can kind of compare and contrast to how our lives are similar, different. Just a really important counseling technique that I've learned about. You got to meet people where they're at. Um, Just for example, you know, someone could come into me coming in about all these problems. I can try to explain them to them and they may not understand it. And that's not their fault. Now I have to meet them where they're at and help them say it in a way where they can understand it. So, um, yeah, just really good way. Just help put yourself in their shoes for a second and try to understand why they're reacting a way that you don't agree with or whatever to, um, to help you just kind of get more empathy for the situation that they're going through as well. The four of us are so lucky that we have parents that want that, right? That put their lives on the back burner, like McPherson said, for us to live our lives and get to do whatever we wanted to do and like have awesome childhoods. And we're, we're spoiled that the four of us got that because not everyone did. Mm -hmm. So if your parents aren't willing to, to have a relationship, I think as connected or as deep, whatever adjective you want to use that the four of us have, it's not on you, right? That being said, I like, I agree with what everyone has said so far. So just, I would just challenge people to be real with themselves too, right? Like you have to be honest with yourself and who you are before you can have a relationship with anybody else, like a friendship, a relation, like a intimate relationship, like whatever, um, which I know like it's different than maybe the parent question that you asked Jack, but no, I think it's good. I think that's something that people also need to remember. Yeah. That was good. Um, I think we have a question from a beefer. So Jack's just going to read it out. Thanks for sending in the question. Yeah. Kenny shout out. Um, and this My is from little. the homie. He says, as guys in their mid twenties, I have, as a guy in their mid twenties, I have some questions that I've been reflecting on myself lately. And I'm wondering if y'all are in the same situation since college graduation, do you have your life all figured out yet? Are you working your dream job or are you in the right path to it? Are the goals you had in college still the same after graduation? Maybe after graduation isn't what you realized or what you thought it would be. And would your current self or would your younger self be proud of your current self? So I know I think a lot of questions that people face on a day-to-day basis just with the pressures of being in the post-grad world with work, with relationships, with the future, you know, moving out from your parents' house if you didn't do that right away from college. So I think kind of the general quarter-life crisis, if you will, questions that you get hit in the face with once you make your way out of college into the quote-unquote real world. And it is getting close to graduation, so this is a very timely question. It is. So yeah, I guess, is the life you're living right now the life you imagined it would be? And if it's not, what what are you hoping to change or what advice do you have for people who are trying to do the same? Yeah. So I guess my life is not what I envisioned it would be, but that doesn't mean I'm upset with how my life is so far. Obviously there's things I want to change. You know, I've talked about too many times, job, whatnot. Um, the question that was most sticking out to me is would my younger self be proud of myself? And I struggle with that a lot. Cause I don't know. Um, cause right now I don't even know if I'm proud of myself, but I think it comes down to if I think I'm 
a good person with good intentions. And if I try to lead like that, then yeah, all these other questions about graduation, you know, my, my job and whatnot, I can't really answer to because I'm still in that myself. Um, you know, it's tough, but as we said earlier, you know, there's so many avenues your life could take and I'm just on this avenue right now and, you know, got to make the most of it as you can. And as long as, you know, you can worry about your dream job, whatever you can. Yeah. Go ahead. Worry about that. But I think the most important part is just doing things that make you happy and trying to be a good person to other people. It's what I've been really focusing on. So when I thought about it, it was both like yes and no. Um, Cause like undergrad, I was political science and I thought I wanted to go to law school. And when I like think about like why I wanted to do that is I chose political science cause I loved the social sciences and I loved, I love learning why humans do what they do and why they make the decisions that they make and how they're interact. I just, I find the whole social sciences, all of it very, very interesting and very, cause it's, there's no right or wrong answers. It's just like, you got, got to do a lot of research and a lot of, um, analytical work. I just, I've always loved it. And then I liked that I could like work law school into like maybe trying to help people and like doing, um, good and not saying that you can't, I just, once I thought about it more and got to senior year, I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to go to law school. I don't want to work on the Hill. And, um, I luckily picked, a. I found a career that I feel like I can help people in with becoming a school counselor. And so in that sense, I do feel like I, I am like sticking to what I, I wanted to do in undergrad. And so that, that feels nice that like, I, like I still have that passion. Um, I do think my younger self would be proud of me. Um, uh, I think he would be really, yeah, I think, I think one of my, especially with my younger self, like, especially when I think about like middle school me, I was always like very worried about like, will I have friends and will I have, I mean, I'll be honest, like female validation and stuff like that. And, um, knowing that I have such great guy friends and also such amazing girlfriends. Um, I think that's what like a 12 year old me would be like most proud about, like just being like seeing how many people like love and care about me. I think that's what my younger self would be cool. I think I agree with you on that too. That's my younger self. Yeah. He would be like, Whoa, like you got that many friends. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Not even like a lot of that many friends, just so many good friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny timing that we got asked this question. One of my uh, students asked me the other day, like when you were a kid, did you want to be a teacher when you grew up? And if you didn't, like, what did you want to be? And I really didn't have a good answer for them because when I was a kid, I gave like, you know, the stereotype answer. Oh, I want to be in the NBA. I want right. to be in the MLB or I want to be like this, this and that. And I think it's weird to think about how back then I didn't really know. And today I still don't entirely know what I want the rest of my career to be, or at least the next move. Like I'm figuring that out now. And I think I'm starting to get a better understanding of what my profession will look like. And I think it has to do with being involved in a role that's strictly like mentor or coaching or leading in some way, like whether that's with students, whether that's with athletics, whether that's just working for an organization that gives back to a community or to the area they operate in. I think that that's kind of what I wanted to do. And I can honestly say to God that I think a younger Jack would be entirely thrilled with that because he was someone who always wanted to hang out and always be doing something and like to be entertained and like to entertain other people. So if I can do that, I think that that would be, a huge bonus towards this next step in my career. But all in all, like, I don't, I don't think my life was ever going to go like some crazy direction. Like, I think that where I am right now is where I'm supposed to be and everything that is coming after is going to be really, really good because of the place or because the, because where I am now and everything that I've done to get to this point, right? Like I've, I'm here and I have my two head, my head on my two shoulders. I've got a great friend group. My parents let me live with them. And even though I'm almost 25 years old, right? Like, I don't think I could have said that 
would be like the dream when I got right out of college, but I'm having so much fun with it because it's teaching me a lot about myself, what I value and what I'm hoping to do and what legacy I would like to leave. So I think that my life, it might not be like a storybook start, but there's so much potential that that's what excites me the most is that there's so many unknowns, but that's a good thing. Yeah. And I, I think I really liked what you said at the end there. Like it's not a storybook start because I literally just had this thought last week. I was like, would not even college self, but I'll answer that too. But I was like, would eight-year-old Sean be proud of where 24-year-old Sean is at? And I was like, I don't think so. You know, but I think at the same time, because as an eight-year-old, I was like, oh, well, like I'll, in my mid-20s, I'll have like a job I like. And the biggest thing I wanted was a family, right? Like not necessarily at 24, but like that's what mattered to me the most is having kids and getting to be what, like what we just talked about, what my parents were to me, not becoming CEO of something or the youngest blank or my career quickly rising. And that's okay, right? Like if that's what you're passionate about, like everyone's different. Like I, no judgment there, but I feel like since college, I've become way more career oriented or like cared so much about it. And maybe it's just because I didn't like my first job. So I guess the answer, you're working your dream job. I was not. And so I think maybe that bothered me because I was like, well, I don't like the job. And I know I've brought this up multiple times in the pod, so I won't go down the whole path again. But I was like, wow, my, my, in terms of like the college or your goals still the same. I was like, I think they are, but I think I've, I've lost that to a certain extent. Not that I need to be like hunting for like a wife to like start a family. Like I'm, I don't mean that hunt was also a weird word to describe <laughs> there, but, uh, she's out there somewhere, <laughs> but, uh, in the Atlanta Serengeti. Uh, she's, I got my eyes on it. <laughs> no, but, Look uh, at the coloration in the eyes. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like I kind of lost that and got focused maybe on like the wrong things for me. So I'm excited. I think I've kind of found that again, or like, literally think about that last week kind of like reset some things for me. So I'm thankful for that. And to Jack, what I was going to get to with Jack's thing is I don't think there is a perfect storybook start. I really just don't think that that happens for people. Like in every, like at least for me, like all the people that I talk to that are older than us, parents, Jack's parents, honestly, for me, like his mom told me this to me like a month or two ago, like, well, it's your first job. Like no one like loves their first job. Um, but I think it's so hard at this age, right? Because then we've talked about this on the pod before too, at Beef Road. And like, how do you not get focused on like when you're 40 and like, that's what you want? Like you want it to happen now almost in a way, or you want to know that it's going to work out. Like enjoy your twenties, but I want to know that in 10 years I'm at where I want to be at. And it's scary. So you don't, you don't know that. And we all know people that it didn't work out the way they wanted it to work out. And that's something like one of the biggest like horrors for me. Um, so no, I'm not working my dream job. My goals definitely got altered from after graduation of college. And I think I hopefully reset that. And maybe after graduation, you realize, sorry, I'm rereading your question. This isn't really, yeah. I mean, I realized that my first job wasn't what I wanted to do. And I don't think my eight year old self would be proud necessarily. But at the same time, I think it's because as an eight-year-old, I thought that it'd be like storybook, like it would just happen. And you realize that there's ups and downs and bumps along the way. So I think getting older and realizing that it's not going to be this perfect path. I think post-college Sean or graduation of college Sean would be proud of where I'm at because I'm taking a leap and I already feel like I'm more passionate about this job. And I even said as a kid, like I I want to do that job one day when like I was my dream when I, when I retired from the MLB, this is what I would be doing. So, um, I guess part one didn't happen, but part two, is, which is kind of cool. Yeah, true. Yeah. The Phillies, the Phillies could call it anytime for sure. I mean, if they, hey, saw, you if know, they saw my stat line in softball, they would not call. So for people like Kenny who are, you know, in their final semester, enjoy college because I know the four of us can say, once you get out, you're going to miss it so much. So yeah. once the pressure 
kind of subdues a little bit. Enjoy the last three months you have, however long it is. And then once graduation comes and goes, then you'll have more time to really focus on it because now it's just kind of a lingering thought that's in the back of your head, like hanging over you as a cloud. Hang out with your homies, enjoy college for what it is, get those memories made, and your future self is going to figure it all out. It's all going to work out in the end, and you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, then, well, another point that I was thinking about is like, sure, post grad is super fun. I'm having a great fucking time. Um, it's clearly not as carefree and you don't have as much freedom as you did in undergrad and you can't see all your close friends as easy as you can, but I'm still having a great time and I'm still having a lot of fun with my friends and I'm enjoying like this new chapter of my life. And it's like, I'm like, I, like I now I go, it's like, I'm not supposed to be in college. Like this is where I'm supposed to be in my life right now. And I'm doing all the right things. You are in college, bro. I'm in grad school. Okay. <laughs> but no, and I, just, but I, I it's, it's fun. Yeah. Like I'm having fun. Like I went out in DC. I had so much fun in DC on Friday, on Saturday. Like, and I, I would just say, just to kind of just conclude my section or my thoughts. Um, I think it's good. You're thinking about it. Like when you, wherever, like, it seems like maybe you're not sure if the job you got, if you have one yet is like what you want and that's okay. But just like experience it first. Like you haven't even started it. Right. I think the only wrong thing is, is not thinking about it. Right. Not thinking like if this isn't what you want, that's okay. But just be thinking about what you want and how you're going to get there. But you haven't even started that yet. So like Matt said, just enjoy or Jack too. I think just enjoy senior year. It's all good. Bro has a fifth year too. Get dude. a get a job, start the job, and then maybe every now and then just think back like what post college or graduation from college, Kenny. What did that Kenny want? And then see if you're doing that. See if eight what eight year old Kenny thought he wanted in your life. Are you doing that? Are those still the things you want? I I think I wish I was thinking about that more the last like two years, but it's only been two years, so I don't really feel. Like I have that many regrets, if that makes sense. Like we're still so young. It's just sometimes hard to remind yourself that it's not going to be the the storybook beginning or the storybook the entire way. That's just not how life works. So I wouldn't stress about this. Just go to Tots, dude. Yeah. yeah. Tots. And when you look back on the story of your life, this chapter you're in, yeah, it might not be, it might be stressful, but it'll be a good read. So yeah, good, bro. Yeah. Beef Nation, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed, took something away from it. Um, have a great week. Enjoy whatever you do. Make sure to use the mental health techniques that we have been displaying onto you. They're very helpful to help us. Hopefully they can help you. As always, we love the support. Keep writing in questions. Keep subscribing, doing all you guys do. Uh, we love you. Peace out. Bye, cuties. <laughs>